Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the Shanky Sessions with my brother in arms, Dino. How are we doing, Dino? Mo Salah. That means I'm all good. Brilliant. Well, this is your Liverpool podcast that we bring you each and every <coughs> day, week, minute, hour, whenever stuff breaks, whenever stuff happens, match reactions, previews, player ratings, club news, team news, player Whatever news. you want, only fans, whatever you want, we do it. <laughs> only Liverpool fans. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you'll find the podcast. Uh, you might have a few. You might have. You might have. You, you might have the uh, Chelsea fan peeking around the corner. Like, oh, that's what real fans do. <laughs> As always, you'll find the the, uh, the videos on the Dynamo Podcast Network on YouTube. You can hit us up on Twitter at Session Shankly. You get audio versions of the show. Don't know why you'd want the audio version show with these two handsome buggers on them anyway on Spotify. As always, let's get into this. Dino, nowhere else to start. But Wofford nil Liverpool five, and the band is be, is being is back together again. Always a good time when the front three, uh, especially when it's Bobby Sadio and Mausko in the same same game. But uh, you know we were, people were talking about Sadio kind of being washed up and he was done. And so Bobby was finished about eighteen months ago, two years ago. And Mo was still only a one-season wonder. I believe between the three of them in the Premier League, they scored 278 goals and 116 and 19 assists between the three of them. Um, absolutely unbelievable. Sadio Mane getting his 100 goals uh, in the Premier League. Only the third player in the Premier League's existence to do without scoring a penalty. That That's some feat. To score 100 Premier League goals without scoring a penalty is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, the other two, ML Heskey, X-Red and Les Ferdinand, three outstanding players in their own rights. But, um, yeah, it's unbelievable. that The ball from, from Mo for Sadio's goal was just... Like, I'm afraid to get too carried away after the way things went in the summer, but I don't think anybody could have foreseen the way, the way things were going to go. We know it's only eight games in, but, you know... If this is the way we're going to be playing and we're missing Fabinho, we're missing Allison, you know, Jota kind of a niggling injury. We didn't know what way Bobby was going to be coming into the team. You know, it was a bit, it was a bit, I was optimistic we'd get a result. But when we were talking the other night, we were saying I didn't want to make a prediction because Ranieri coming in, the new manager, us missing a couple of players. It always seems to happen that a team gets a new manager and that's the little kickstart that they need. I was in town Christmas shopping, so I was watching bits and pieces on my phone. And like when I got to five nil, I was just like I was in awe because I'd watched some of the goals and some of the build up and some of the play, and everyone's just firing as one. So it's all about let it go on Tuesday night, but the big one next week we we've, we've got to put that mental block of Manchester United at Old Trafford to bed. Uh, if ever we're gonna do a job on them, it's it's now. Um. Simply have to win next week. We finally have to put that mental block to bed. Everyone seems to be firing as one. We've got Alisson and Fabinho coming back into the team. And yeah, I'm 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 very excited about next week. Um Man United fans I've been talking to are uh, <laughs> let's just say they 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 know it's Halloween time. Absolutely. 
And you know how excited I was yesterday because I was lighting up your WhatsApp <laughs> with audio and video and anything else I could find. It was just incredible. And I just we need to do we just we just need to do a podcast about Mo Salah soon because it's just I said it two weeks ago, he's the best player on the pan, the planet. There's nobody near him. No, absolutely nobody near him. And the fact that he Yesterday was the uh, yesterday was the first time that he's kind of had an all-round great game, regardless of what he did with, with the goal and the assist. I thought he was outstanding yesterday. I, I did watch the highlights last night. Um, but two weeks in a row, you know, Peter Drury said it best. It's no it's no uh, it's no shame to be salad this season, the way the form that he's in. Last week he put two of the best defenders in the planet on their arse, and this week he put four of them on their arse. His goal yesterday, it's I jumped in with a with, with a WhatsApp voice now, and then you jumped in, and I think fans are finally starting to take notice that regardless of who he plays for and how much Man United fans hate Liverpool and how much Chelsea hate Liverpool and City hate Liverpool, I think everybody's in awe of just how good Mo Salah is. He's absolutely outstanding, and as you said, give him a million a week, he's worth it. Yeah, I think. Listening to other fan bases at the moment now, they've really bought into Mo Salah. Like, he's absolutely outstanding without a doubt at the moment, and not because we're Liverpool fans. I mean, most people at the moment are saying he's the best player on the planet at the moment. That goal, yes. <coughs> well, first of all, let's start with the assist. This is an assist to a guy that they that they apparently don't like each other. <laughs> well, you can see in the celebration. If you watch the celebration, you can actually see Mane saying thank you. You know what I mean? It's come here. You, you look at the great three partnerships over the years. There's always that little bit of resentment. You know what I mean? If one is scoring more than the other, there's always that little bit of resentment there. And our fear was that Sadio would throw his, throw his toys out of pram completely, and it would just be a one man show. If if anything, I don't know what's being said in the background. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You know, my hands are up to being in awe of what is going on at the moment, what we can see is going on at the moment. But, you know, everyone's just come alive this year. Everybody has come alive this year. Andy, Trent, James, Milner. Like, we're not even talking about Henderson. You know, we're, we're not even looking at how good Naby Keita has been playing because of the way the boys up front are playing. Like, the guys between Mo, Bobby, Sadio and Jota, I think they've 26 goals already this season. In all competitions, mm. it's fucking the frightening 17th of October, like, mm. yeah, it's frightening. and they've almost 30 goals. And, and everybody else is chipping in with goals as well. Like, the rate we're going, like, you know, you're afraid to say it because you're that optimistic, you know, but mm. the rate we're going, like, if we get on, we have the momentum behind us, we get on a good run, you know, the sky is the limit with this team, in my opinion. You know, we still have lads that come in, Thiago's still out. Stuff like that. I'm just, I'm really, really excited for the United game next week. I'm not overlooking the Atletico game. That's going to be really, really tough going over there. And I'm quite angry at the Spanish FA allowing Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid to have the weekend off in preparation for Champions League games midweek. Barcelona had to play their game this evening. So, you know, to go over there and just shove it down their throats, you gave your team an extra week off in preparation to keep the spotlight on La Liga to go over there and beat them and then do the business against United before our magical trip in two weeks would be amazing. I think I think I spoke with Craig on the preview for the Watford game and we made the point that the busier we are game-wise, the better we play. 
when we're constantly having yeah, games we, every three to four days and training <coughs> is really only like a warm down from a match and then you're back into preparation for another match, that's when we tend to be at our best, when we're at our busiest. Um, and I, I don't know whether giving those two Madrid teams a week off will serve them well. I, I think what happens is, you've seen it with us before, when we have a week off or, you know, if we're out of a cup and the other teams are playing cup games, we come back and we're a little bit lethargic and stuff like that. Now, we didn't, obviously, from this international break. But then again, I think we'd somewhere in the region, had we nine or 12 players on international duty or something like that. So it was a busy international break for our players as well. But I just think it's like, the busier we are, the better we play. There's no doubt about it. You've seen it. We did a little episode there looking at the treble the other day. How busy were we that season? And we were outstanding. So that Yeah, we, 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 we talked about it last week. Yeah, well, we, we talked about last week on the Shanky session and we said that the best 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 football we've seen from Liverpool was when we were a game every two or three days. Hmm. The, the, the year we went to the World Club Cup, uh, finals over in uh, Abu Dhabi or wherever it was. We, I think we had a game every every three days, and we blitzed wow. absolutely everybody. You know what I mean? That's that's the way you want to be. Yeah. Um, and doing it against the best teams as well. Like we we've got, you know, we know Chelsea is at top of the league, but I do think I think every team is going to come unstuck at some stage this season. I don't think it's going to be a season where everyone is like the the, the main the main uh, title contenders are going to go unbeaten. It's just a, a basis of. Who's going to do it first? Look at Man City. Last year, they had a bad start to the season and still won the league. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, like, Man United are going into a bad run of games now. On paper, everyone's saying that this is probably the time where Ole is going to, you know, the, the nail is going to be driven into the coffin. But for all we know, United could go into this and go on a run and be top of the table at the end of the fixtures that they have. So, you know, um, it's... For me, it's you have to be doing it against the best teams. Like that Watford game was a, a, a massive banana skin. Mm. I think with 90% possession, I think the referee had the other 10% of the ball boys and ball girls had the other 10% possession. It was just yeah. again just trotting to victory. It was like the Porto game, it was actually easier than the Porto game. Porto game, I actually felt sorry for Watford, it got mm. that bad for them. Um, but the Atletico Madrid game and then the United game. Them two games in close succession. We owe them one from last year for the Champions League. And then, you know, just finally, I've been talking about with a couple of Liverpool fans about the, the block we've had. It's been talked about for a long time, going to Old Trafford. It's like we could be playing the best football of our lives. And then we go to Old Trafford. It's the, the awe of we're in Old Trafford. We're against our biggest rivals. Can we do it? You know, it's always been there. That edge has always gone towards Man United. We have to go there next week and beat them. Although we did all right last season when the game was rescheduled, didn't we? Yeah, well, that was kind of, mm. you know, that was written in the stars. That, but with the way this, the way the, the the like Ole's backed into a corner now, you know, there's there's massive talk of him being fucked out the door now. And um, I personally don't hope he goes anytime soon. But you know that that game is always the game. You know, he'll come out now during the week chatting fucking absolute shit. He'd have Alex Ferguson on the teleprompter t- telling him what to say telling them what team to pick next week. And you, you just know that they're all going to turn up. It's just a case of, can we go out and do what we did tomorrow against a, a Man United team in a full Old Trafford? And I, personally, I do think we, we can. Yeah. Well, as Liverpool fans, we don't like to see anyone potentially lose their job. 
So we just we're definitely not always on a solid chair. Absolutely. I've seen a meme going around today of rival fans trying to protect Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and it's the US president with his cortege, all his bodyguards running beside him with the guns out. <laughs> Me and you standing on the grass and now all that. Love it. <laughs> we will be March. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit tonight is a lot of the players in this team at the moment are setting like little personal goals. Um, like you have Hendo who's achieved 150 games as Liverpool captain, which I think is outstanding. You have Sadio, obviously, and Mo joining that 100 club, which is amazing. But then you've also Jota coming out and talking about how he wants to improve his numbers. And we spoke a few weeks ago a number of times on the Shanky Sessions about how we think Jurgen Klopp has laid down a plan for this year and he has had individual discussions with players about what his expectation is and kind of set them targets. And this has made our midfield and our defence come alive somewhat in terms of their return, if you like. Um, and it's reaping rewards. And I think it's never more evident than at the moment. When you see these guys coming out, you see Mo coming out going, you know, his expectations for the year, what he wants to do and what he wants to achieve and how that filters into the team and how he wants the team. He said the other day in an interview, so long as the team is winning, that's the most important thing. He wants to win things with Liverpool. You know, you've Jordan coming out 150 games as Liverpool captain is massive. Sadio joining the 100 club. Virgil scoring on international duty. Clean sheet against Watford. Five goals in. So many good performances. Trent was outstanding. Milner was outstanding. Everyone was outstanding yesterday. You know, even Keller, when he was you know called what? upon. When he was called upon late on, he made it that very, very good yeah. save. But you know what's been... And again, I'm not just pointing at the obvious one, but you know what's been a real standout for me and Noel? Have you noticed how much Mo Salah is smiling lately? How much he's patting the badge on the chest? You know what I mean? It, it's it's almost as if the, the team has just been reinvented. Like Mo Salah, he scored goals last year. He scored goals out of Swore last year. And he, everybody would be like, why is he not happy? Why is he not smiling? There just seems to be that desire again. And not saying he, what, he hadn't got that desire. Like, I still think that Mo Salah has two or, uh, one or two gears to, to lift it to again. And then on paper, you look at how he's played this season. Like, I think bar the Brentford game, he didn't score. But like, Norwich, a goal and two assists. Now, Burnley it was, he didn't score again. Chelsea, a goal. Leeds, a goal. Milan, a goal. Palace, a goal. Brentford, a goal. Porto, two goals. Man City, a goal and assist. Watford, a goal and assist. Man City, Goal of the season contender. What for the goal of the season contender? Every time the ball goes into the net, he's happy. He's over to the fans. Not a camera in sight. It's just pure and utter joy. And as he's walking away, he's banging the crest. The guy wants to stay at the club. He's integral to everything that this team is going to achieve going forward. If he wants 500 grand a week, and I know we've talked about in the past, especially during the summer, about the money in the football and how it's destroying the game. It's as simple as this. Mo Salah wants anything over 380 grand a week. You simply have to give it to him. Gary Neville was talking yesterday about, you know, I do think he wants to go to the Bernabeu and, he, you know, he wants to experience that. Brilliant. I've been to the Bernabeu tour. It's absolutely fantastic. He should do it some summer when he, with his wife and his daughter. Or if, you know, we get them in the Champions League knockout stages, you get to experience the Bernabeu. Why would you want to go to Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG, the standard of football across Europe? Is is on the floor in my opinion. Bar probably Bayern Munich, 
Liverpool for me, the way they're going, Chelsea, Man City, you know, that's the level now. So why all this talk about all these players want to go and experience, you know, Spain, Paris, it's all well and good. Why why would you want to leave Liverpool right now? It's just honestly it's, it's, it's these guys just trying to create clickbait and stuff like that. It's it's absolute nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would you want to leave Jorgen Klopp and Liverpool, especially in the moment that they're in now, and especially after going through such a tough season last year and landing the Champions League spot, coming third in the league when we've no right to be in the top six when we put that run together. You know what I mean? And he was integral to that. You know what I mean? And he knows he's loved there and he wants to create more and more records with Liverpool Football Club. They're going to sort it out. They need to sort it out. It's not going to be an issue. I, I believe it's I believe it. be massive. Yeah, they're not going to pay the money to replace him. So, you know, what we bought Mo Salah for, what, 38 million? Yeah. Mo Salah has to be, right now, has to be worth at least 200 million. At least 200 million. If we were to sell him, it's going to cost even more to replace him, you know, because I believe the only player on the planet with the sell-on value and the marketing value that could come in and replace him is Erling Haaland. And quite simply, we're not going to pay it. So give the money. Give, just just, just give the money. I believe his agent is in Liverpool today, was in Liverpool today for fresh contract talks. And I do believe, I do, I, I, I honestly think that it's, you know, it's it's well on its way to being announced and they're just waiting on that that good time. And, you know, in my opinion, there's no better time than being Atletico Madrid on Tuesday, being United at Old Trafford on Sunday and Monday morning that's announced that Mo Salah is staying at Liverpool for another three or four years. Um, but that's that's my fantasy anyways. Well, mine is slightly better. Let's beat Atletico on Tuesday and let's announce Mo Salah on Friday before we go to Old Trafford on Sunday. How about that and get the party rocking early? I think the party is well on its way to rocking anyway. Certainly for us anyway. Absolutely. Less than two weeks now, baby. I know, yeah. So excited. I need to touch on something <coughs> that you always touch about, and, and we have to give Jews where credit is due. The crowd yesterday, the Liverpool fans, the away fans were amazing. Amazing. Yeah. You could it, were, it was the only talking, the, the only singing and chanting you could hear all match was the Liverpool fans. They were absolutely the whole insane. game. And and it's amazing the way the team feeds off it like. Again, again, we, we seem to talk about this a lot, is the, the atmosphere for away games, opposed to the atmosphere at home games. Because, I don't know, I don't know whether it's getting up early, 5 a.m. in the morning, and, and you're on the drink all day, all the way down to Watford, you know, and it's that feel-good fact that you get the early goal, and it's, you know, hi ho Silva, it's 5-0, and, you know, everybody's happy. But, again... All I heard yesterday was the Mo Salah song, the Bears of Van Dyke song. I think they're starting to come up with something with Kavey and Keller. Um, you know, Andy Robertson's name being sung, Nabi Keita's name being sung. And then you get the the Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league. That's my favourite song across all the all the, the, the supporters you, this season. We're, we're doing new CD, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're come here. Who better? I mean your mean your face on it like that. Um, yeah, it's it's one it's something that's on the bucket list. Certainly, I know not not just for me, but definitely for yourself. But to travel over to Liverpool and go to an away game from Liverpool, not not a case of meeting the teams down there. I mean, the fans down there. So I'm going to do the whole bus trip. Every time there's a game on an away game, if you go on to say the plane yesterday for Watford, so if you go onto the hashtag Liv uh, Wat 
and you see all the fans on the on the away trips on the trains and on the coaches down and the, the songs are singing and the banners on the windows and everyone's on the sauce you know that's definitely something that's on the bucket list but yeah credit where it's due for 90 minutes even half an hour after the game if you've seen Sadio Mane's interview they just the whole stand just yeah. singing his name while he's trying to do the interview and that's just big happy head on Absolutely. Let's get into some club news. We'll run down to some club news, talk about some player watch, and then we'll talk about the two up-and-coming games, of course. Um, Mighty Red, this will be news to you because I know you want to do a stadium tour when we head over to the Brighton game, but Mighty Red is going to be appearing on the stadium tours during Halloween. So uh, it might be another little thing off the bucket list to get a few picks there, maybe, yeah? Give him a rock bottom on the sideline. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> a stone cold stunner. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a good one. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the on the stadium tour anyways. Yeah, and just on top of that as well, the ultimate Christmas party nights are back at Anfield. £75 a head. That covers your food, drink and your entertainment on the night. Um, that has to be something we do. That's another bucket list one at some stage, isn't it? We'll have to inquire about that when we're over there. Yeah, that would definitely. We might outshine. even we might even stay from the 29th of October till December. That would definitely outshine our nights out, our Christmas nights out at the dogs. <laughs> Whatever the shadow over there. Fuck your fuck your twelve pubs at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, one will do. <laughs> um, Mo Salah picking up the standard charter player of the month for September, and also named the PFA fans player of the month as well. Imagine- is fucking right. I'd imagine he's going to put those two on the mantelpiece and just leave a gap for the October ones as well. I'm calling in Yeah. <laughs> How I seen that um, Ronaldo got the, the is it the Premier League player of the month? And it's it's great to see that Man United bias is still well and truly alive. How Mo Salah hasn't got player of the month for every month of the season so far is beyond me. But look, collect all your personal awards you want. If Mo Salah is scoring all those goals in the first was a league title, we know the likes of Ronaldo, the personal awards mean anything mean more than the the team success. That's my personal opinion. Well, but, we, uh, we like being underdogs, so this is not bad. This this kind of stuff fires us up anyway. Like I like I said, let all these that spent all this massive money during the summer um be front and centre and the focal point of who's going to win the league and who's not going to win the league. But as as I said. We just got one of the radar, just do our business, do what we did yesterday. You know, everyone still thinks it's going to be a Chelsea and a City um, title race. So I'm more than happy to let them fight it out and us to go about our business under the radar because it won't be long before the tension starts to turn towards us. Um, you know, and again, without without massive money being invested into the team, um, you know, I'm more, than, I'm more than happy the way things are going. So... Absolutely. It is what it is, and like as as I said, Gary Neville, he's he's already trying to store the pot on where Mo Salah should go. You should be more concerned about how absolutely shit Harry Maguire is, the sulking of Ronaldo, Paul Pogba gone hiding again. You know, no, it's no, an absolute. Don't, don't, don't worry, he's fully focused on that as well. Don't, all, all those ex United players, they're fully focused on that as well. Don't worry about that. You know, so leave them to it. Leave them to it. Absolutely. I'm more than happy with how things are going. Yeah, I always like to highlight some of these great YouTube videos that the club does. And there was one on the other day, the cop kids, the under nines were playing. And uh, it's like a little kickabout show that they have. 
and uh, then they, they deal with a couple of team players and then they, they get to grill them and give them a few questions. And up this week, it was Curtis and, and Neko. And uh, the under nines were on and, and they gave them they gave them a ride <coughs> with their questions and stuff like that. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's fantastic. And also, Trent and Robbo win a car is back season two. Absolutely. Not to be missed yeah. whatsoever. Prank phone calls on James Milner, prank phone calls on Virgil van Dijk, Andrew, Andrew Robertson trying to get the voice captaincy away from uh, James Milner. Folks, if you haven't watched it, get on it. Unbelievable. Brilliant. Um, Roger Hunt was laid to rest. Um, fantastic uh, send-off he got from the fans and from the club. Really so. Uh, unbelievable procession. Um, but uh, I'd like to touch on one thing. Kevin Keegan gave him a brilliant send-off, I have to say. Yeah. Um, and I think Jeff Hurst was there as well. So he got a brilliant send-off. But uh, Kevin Keegan made the point that maybe it's time for a few more statues around the ground. And I think rightly so. Yeah, they go down to that little small stadium in Manchester called the Empty Hats and uh, they're building statues of people who signed for the club five or six years ago. Um, we do things differently at Liverpool. This man, as I said last week, we're in St. John, uh, Bill Shankly, Bob Paisley, you know, Joe Fagan. These guys built the pillars that uh, success rests on nowadays. And yeah, there's plenty of space around that ground now, you know, that it'd be nice to see a few more statues going up there. I've, I've no qualms about when, but, you know, now that Kevin Keegan has said it, it kind of touches home that these guys deserve the right place outside of Anfield, that the fans can go, young and old, the, those who remember him, those who will only have heard his name being spoken from their fathers, uncles, grandfathers last week when he passed. You know, it'd be nice now to come around the front of that new stand where the pavement uh, slabs are in place with the names and whatnot and it'd be nice to see a few few new statues or maybe even like a little platform with three or four of them lined, lined up beside each other and um, it would be really really nice you know it's starting to come into effect now how nice you know just building onto Anfield instead of a new stadium is so you know eventually it's going to be just one big concourse there'll be no cars getting near Anfield so what a better way to, to pay homage to all these guys who built this club than you turning up on a match day an hour or two beforehand. You've got the, the Shankly, um, you've got the Shankly statue, say in, in St. John, Roger Hunt, you know, Bob Paisley. You've got the Hillsborough Memorial there and then you've got the new stadium to look at, well, the new stands to look at. So yeah, Kevin Keegan, nail on the head there. Absolutely. I always say that the strength of a fan base needs to be built on the understanding of the history of the club and what it took to get there. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's get into some player watch here. Uh, Jorgen Klopp on Mo's performance. He said it was amazing, even if you take away the goal. And how yep. amazing was that goal? He just stood on the ball. And I think two lads just stood there, didn't know what he was doing, and the next thing he was gone. It was if, you, if you haven't watched it, any Liverpool fan who hasn't watched that goal without Pete, or with, who hasn't seen it with Peter Drury's uh, commentary, um, get on it as soon as you, you, you can um, Mo Salah can he do it again Mo Salah has and then the place just goes fucking bananas um, Kevin Kelleher there's a camera angle of him and he's literally like, what's just happened uh, there's a picture of uh, Kunate with his head in his hands basically saying what's just happened Jorgen turns to Pep Linders, gives him the high five, the hug, and then he turns around, the head and the hand. You can see him actually saying, 
can't believe it. Um, it another week where I'm saying we've ran out superlatives for this guy. It's unbelievable how good this guy is. And the fact that we've said it so many times, when most Salah signs for Liverpool, we were thinking, is this the way the club is going to try and get success? And well, gladly put me, I put two hands up if I wasn't holding this phone. I've a humble boy. This guy has took Liverpool to another stratosphere. It's 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 scary how good this guy can still be too. I wonder what Jurgen Klopp feels when he's walking down the tunnel on a match day about what these guys are potentially going to do, especially Mo Salah, because I'm sure in the dressing room, Mo's just sitting in the corner with the biggest smile in the world on his face because it's like the smile never leaves his face. And as he's walking out of the tunnel smiling, and I'm sure Jurgen's thinking. What's he got planned for me today? Must be unbelievable. Like that, I know I understand where FSC are coming from with the whole, you know, if if a player's coming into his thirties and you know, do you want to pay that big money? He's proved it week in, week out that you have to pay the money. The thing I'd be looking at most though is he's he being a Muslim, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he's in super condition. This guy is still gonna be doing this when he's 35. So like as a lot of ex-players, I was reading John Aldridge's um, column in the Sunday World today and saying, like, if we don't give him the new contract, that we're going back about 10 years in time because we just won't be able to. Bringing in someone, I don't care if it's as much as killing Mbappe is the pipe dream, bringing in Mbappe, bringing in Haaland, bringing in Lewandowski, well and good, these guys are superstars. How do you know they're going to come in and hit the ground running with Liverpool? Because if you get rid of Mo Salah, you need someone who's going to come in, force game and score a goal or two, and then continue to do that week in, week out. Man City without a striker are still lucky enough that they have that added quality in the team. Chelsea, the squad in general is, is class. You know what I mean? Then you have the teams on the precipice. I'm not going to give Man United credit simply because there's too much rest on those one or two players' names, Bruno Fernandes, Ronaldo. Um, but with, with they Liverpool... Have, they, they also have an amazing squad, though, don't they? It's just they lack leaders. They yeah, lack, they just lack they leaders, just lack leaders. leaders. at the management and the coaching level, not so much they ju- the they just lack They just lack leaders, whereas we, we, our main concern with Liverpool was the two years we won the Champions League, we didn't strengthen the team. We won the league, we didn't strengthen the team. Coming into this summer after how... I, I'm not going to... After how lucky we got getting Champions League football, but when you look back and it, it wasn't luck, we just really bit down and fucking ground out finishing toward in the league. Man United had the best season in 10 years and they still only scraped second in the league ahead of us. But I thought after those three three seasons that this would be the summer where we went out and we like, you know, got that injection of freshness into the squad. We didn't. And then start the season and said, look, just I'm just going to put it behind us. There's no point in just fucking being bitter about it. There's nothing we can do now. Going forward, this is what we have. This is what we have to do. It couldn't have turned out better. And now I believe it's because it's the same team. It's the same mentality. There's no new faces came in and a major shake-up. And as you said, Jorgen Klopp has obviously sat down with these guys and said, look, guys, this is look at the way we played for those three years. Out of this world. The best team on the planet, bar none. These teams have paid hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions to catch up on us. Whereas we've kind of just a fresh face every now and then. Jota came in, Berger came in, Alisson came in, Fabinho came in. We never had that massive injection of cash where you had four or five players coming in at once. You know what I mean? Harvey Elliott was, for me, he was on the way to being one of the first names on the team sheet this season. And then he had that horrific injury. Thiago was starting to come good, picks up that injury. 
to have the rest of the team picking up the slack as well as the front three mm. taking it to another level has been absolutely phenomenal. And the, the way the rest have spent the money to try and catch up on us, I do believe that Jürgen sat down and was like, guys, we know how good we can be. We've brought in a couple of fresh faces. Let's really, really get down. Everyone's against us. Nobody, as you said, it's best being underdogs because if we if we don't win, they, they said we wouldn't win anyways. If we do win, it's shoving all our humble boy down a lot of a lot of angry uh, ex-players of of rival clubs. Absolutely. Trent looking back to his best it was phenomenal yesterday. Yeah, it really was outstanding. Um, you know, people will say. You know, before the game was like, you know, Watford could be a banana skin. And then after it was like, well, it's only Watford, you know, they're, they're in a relegation dogfight already. You still have to go out and do it against the team that's in front of you, regardless of where they are in the league. Um, thought Trent, I thought everybody was outstanding yesterday. As bad as Watford were, I thought absolutely everybody was outstanding. You can easily get complacent in them games where you know it's so one-sided and that little lapse of concentration and they pick up a goal. And then before you know it, it's three all like that Crystal Palace game. A few years back, you know what I mean? But just everybody was... Joel Matip, Verge of, I don't know whether you've seen the clip of Verge of Van Dijk heading the ball to himself off the back of his head. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You, you still have to be switched off, switched on in these games. Um, and as you said, Bobby didn't particularly have a very good game, but still scored a hat-trick. Everybody was just tuned in, going in the one direction. Naby Keita, he's played four games in I think 12 days 15 days and has looked insanely good and one of my things during the summer was we're not spending money if Naby Keita can come in stay fit and do a job it's a win-win situation and that's exactly what he's done he's been absolutely outstanding but yeah the, the, the question was Trent looking back to his best thought Trent was absolutely outstanding yesterday and no better place to really shove it down a lot of throats because Jorgens spoke really, really highly of him lately, is next week against Man United. Yeah. Like, because the, the whole world, it's the biggest game in world football. Everybody's going to be watching go out next week and just really do a job. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder have they changed something in the summer in terms of their training techniques and stuff like that? Um, that the boys seem to be coming out every game looking really, really fresh, but also... You know, the likes of Joel isn't getting injured. Naby isn't getting injured. You know, they're not picking up these injuries. Now, I know it's not necessarily due to training and stuff like that, but I wonder how they're working them in a certain way that they're keeping them at 100% for those games and they're getting through those games. Like most of the games, the likes of Joel is getting through. Naby would be more in the firing line in terms of being a midfield battle and stuff like that. But Joel seems so calm and relaxed. <coughs> he doesn't seem to do anything stupid. He's not overstretching for anything. Everything seems so casual with him, like the way Virgil plays. Like, you rarely see Virgil yeah. in a situation where he picked up an injury, you know what I mean? Because he's so calm, collected, his understanding and his reading of the game. And we're seeing a lot of that now with Joel Matavarmi, and it's it's amazing to see it. Like. Yeah, just especially with Matav, like, <laughs> there was a... I'll send you the the outgun in the WhatsApp group or in the, in WhatsApp, but uh, he just took the ball out on a stride yesterday. Um, I think it was second half, and your man Dennis or whatever way you pronounce his name is is lining quick, and he just touched the ball out on a stride, and next of all he started running, and I was like, where where are you going with the ball? And like he just, and I'm like that. It's typical Joe Matip. I can't take the guy serious at all when he does things so simply and elegantly. Like he just he does it 
to perfection. And now everyone's talking of, of Van Dijk coming back and you know, has he lost that yard of pace and is he going to be as good as he has? If anything, everyone else has took it up another gear as well. Joe Gomez has been very good since he came back in. John Matham has been very good. We, we haven't seen much of Kunate. I think Kunate might start on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, against Atletico. Um, but yeah, everybody has just seemed to up, the, up that game like 200%. It's, as you said, you know, there's a lot of players who would, would be injury prone. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, um, I do think he's on the way out. There was talk that if he didn't get a game yesterday with the players that were missing that, like, when is he going to get a game? Um, Todd Minamino, when it was 4 5 nil, could have got a few minutes, didn't. You know, I'm not going to question it. Could be a case of, you know, if, if, could be if everything... For, could be keeping it for Tuesday. Could, could possibly be, but, you know, the, the lads who would be necessarily injury prone, mm. like, I'm afraid to say it, but, mm. you know, in case next of all we get a couple of injuries, but everybody just seems to be, as you said, could be personal projects, you know, within, within the team. Jorgen probably knows that the squad isn't as as big or as as quality as he would like it to be. You know, the money wasn't invested in the team, so he could have sat down with the with the whole coaching team and said, "Right, we need to maximise what we have." You know, what I mean, let's bring in Kunate. Hasn't really been needed as such yet. Um, you know, so yeah, things had to be niggled, messed around with, and it's benefited benefited the team tenfold. So long may it continue. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Sandin Allison and Fabinho straight in Madrid seemed a shrewd decision there, wasn't it? Yeah, just relax, unwind, let the body settle itself. Um, it's it's the it's the most logical thing to do when I heard of it. It was like a light bulb going off in my head. It was like whites travel back to Liverpool, you know, have to get accumulated there straight over. We meet is over there. You have no involvement with the game in Watford on Saturday. No. Do I think the team is tra- are they they're traveling over tonight or tomorrow morning? I'd say they'll be traveling over tomorrow, I'd say. Yeah, but I'd say there was, I'd say there was a couple of fitness coaches met, met the boys over there, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, I'm really, really excited for this game on Tuesday. A full um one day, whatever, I can't pronounce the one day, whatever it's called, a full um, you know, it's going to be electric over there on Tuesday. And I just hope the boys turn up something similar to Saturday or something similar to Porto. Yeah, and uh Touch wood a good result and no injuries. Touch, touch wood a good result. Um, you know, a win obviously would be nice, but you know, thinking a, a score draw maybe. Yeah. Um, Jota looking for better numbers this season. We touched on it already, but it's great to see these guys are setting personal goals all the time. Um, Harvey making good progress still on the exercise bike, but great to see him up and about and stuff like that and out of the cast and making progress. That's the main. Yeah, my my guy, my guy. Um. Really, really hopeful that we might see him before the end of the season. Um, sticking boy, what I said mm-hmm. at the start of the season, this guy is going to be world class. Yeah, absolutely. You've shown glimpses of it. Curtis, unlucky with an injured. He was just getting into his stride. Another one who's doing brilliant. Another one who's doing brilliant. Um, I didn't see Jorgen's interview, but I believe he let loose on the FA and the PFA, mm-hmm. um, regarding management of of players and whatnot. Um. Again, when looking at the Bundesliga today and the five substitutions rules and stuff like that, um, it all plays back to looking after players' welfare. Have to back, still back Thibaut Courtois 100% after his outburst last week. It, it's all about the dollar. That's all it is. It's stupid. To see. After a long season last year, 
a European Championships during the summer. We have an African Cup of Nations coming up in January and these fucking pointless uh, European and World Cup qualifier uh, games, like lads having to go to Brazil, like it's it's absolutely pointless. It's all about money. And it's going to take someone taking a career, with a career-ending injury for days away for FIFA, the, the FA, the PFA, to sit up and realise that, you know, enough is enough. These players aren't getting paid out an extra to go and play for their countries unless they win a World Cup or a European Championships where they get a hefty bonus. But like for lads who, you know, there is players out there that have to play their own way to get over and play in international. And it's just, it's scandalous. It's absolutely scandalous. Yeah, and another one coming up in November, which is absolutely ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous, like. Um, Thiago still out with a calf injury, but we're hoping to have him back pretty soon. Great to yeah. have him there as an option, you know. Be nice to have him back on Sunday. Um, although, come here, the way Kate has been playing, we'll be more than happy for Naby to come in. Fabinho will be back. We'll be more than happy to see James Milner coming in, you know, breaking up the play. But yeah. come here, I, don't, I don't care. He was, he was in the starting 11. Um, we're fully confident of what's there. And yeah, regarding Thiago, we are starting to see bits and pieces of his best work. So, yeah. you know, the sooner he's back, the better, obviously. Yeah, James, James Milner came out the other day saying he was feeling refreshed after having that break during the international break and stuff like that. And to see him back in midfield again, he was outstanding yesterday. His, his hassling of players, breaking down the play, winning the ball back, simple passing. That, that pass he made for that assist, my God. You know what I mean? It's just I was going to say that he's, he reminds me of Gary McAllister. You know, he's like, if you, if you watch how he plays when he's in the middle of the park, his natural um, position, mm. central midfield. He's like, without the goals, he's like Gary McAllister and Steven Gerrard. He's not afraid to do the fucking dirty work. He's very, very cute. But when you talk about, oh, he's, he's like a mixture of McAllister and Steven Gerrard, he's James Milner. You know, he's he's always been like that. If you go back to when he started playing, and it seems or not, like 16 years ago now, I think, when he started playing. I think it's longer than that. Longer, much he's been longer. absolutely... Outstanding when he came in from Man City. I don't think anybody thought Man City would regret. You know, he could still do a job in the middle of the park for Man City. And thankfully, you know, I still think there's another couple of years in him. I do think though, though, this could be his last season at Liverpool. I do think he'll want to finish out at Leeds where he started. But um, you know, long may it continue. The guy is a super freak for fitness, and when he's on the pitch, he's absolutely outstanding. And such a versatile player to either have in your squad or on your bench. Like, I mean, you, you could throw James Milner in anywhere. I mean, if you were hard pushed, you'd throw a set of gloves on him, wouldn't you? And you wouldn't be too upset. I mean, he's just outstanding. If he was announced, if came out team next week and he was starting up as a number 10, I'd, I'd probably not worry at all, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. He's just one of those players you, you, you know you're going to get a shift off him. And come here, who benefits more more than, than anyone? It's the young lads coming through on that team. It's all well and good. You're playing with Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, mm. Kevin Keller playing with Allison. You've the utmost professional mm. leading the line every year, the fittest man on the team. That's the guy you want to be looking up to. He nearly acts, I'd imagine, like a player liaison between the ex the, the outstanding players in the team and the youth that's coming through. Like, you can yeah. imagine James Milner in a locker room when a Coy Gordon is coming in to play in a Carabao Cup. 
you know what I mean? And I'm talking to them and giving them that advice and bringing them along and making them feel like a million dollars going out on the pitch that you've nothing to worry about, son. I'm here with you. I have you all the way. Won't let you down. Go out there and express yourself. Have fun. Enjoy it on the way. This is what it's about. He must be amazing as a player to have him along. Even like, you look at Samiscus against um, oh, was it Burnley? And he made that little, he had the little laps, the little switch off. Mm. And the camera just goes straight to him. And Milner just comes out and nowhere and he gives him a clatter. Mm. Like, come on, you're having a great game. Keep the head up. Doesn't happen again. And it hasn't, it hasn't happened again. Samiscus, mm. when he's came in, has been outstanding. Like, young or old, mm. you'd imagine that if someone's having a tough time or a bad run of games, you know, if James Miller is your shoulder to cry on, mm. bit of tough love, you know what I mean? Things can only get better. But as you said, what a feeling it must be for the likes of Harvey Elliott when you have these players coming out and talking about how great you are. Coy Gordon, you know, the, the, the young lads that came in for the, the Cup the game against, yeah. the, the Carabao Cup game and all, like James Milner is your, is your captain, you know? Yeah. That, that, that's, what, that's what all clubs need is someone like that. Now, sure, there is players like that at all clubs, but for me, we've got the best of the bunch at Liverpool. Mm. You know what I mean? This guy looks like he could do this for another 10 years. He's the utmost professional, lacks nothing as a human being. He's probably one of the most selfless, classy people in the game. Um, you know, but when he goes he's, out... He's, he's the poster when, boy, isn't he, for what a professional footballer should be? 100%. 100%. He looks after himself. You know, if James Milner's still doing at this age... Mm. There's no reason why Mo, Mo Salah can't do it for another six, seven years. Yeah, you spoke about no reason doing, you, you spoke about us doing an episode on Mo Salah. But good lord, we'll have a collection of episodes on James Milner when the time is right. There's no doubt about it. I hope it's not for another couple of years, but yeah, when this guy says goodbye to the club, you know, not just on his Liverpool days, we'll be doing a look back on his career because it's been that long. You know what I mean? The guy has been absolutely outstanding. He's won everything in the game. He left Man City. Man City thought he wasn't good enough that they were on to build a project to go and win the Champions League. Been the two Champions League finals, won one, won a Premier League, won everything in the game and still has it in him to offer. A team that's challenging as one of the best teams in the world, week in, week out. It's just absolutely outstanding. It's a pleasure to have someone like that at your club. Yeah, the first man on the training pitch and the last man to leave. Um, James Milner all wrapped up in one without a shadow, without outstanding. Uh, let's talk about the team matches coming up. I know you've touched on them, obviously, Atletico. Um, Going to be a tough game, obviously. Um, links there, obviously, with Suarez and stuff like that. But as you said, we kind of owe them one, don't we? Um, but uh, I think rather than thinking that we owe them one, I think we need to go out there, just put in a professional performance, do what we do, get out of there, hopefully with three points, if not one. And get ready then for Sunday, um, which is the big game against our, our rivals, Man United. Um, <coughs> Definitely, 100%. Um, I'm really, really excited for this game on on Tuesday. The fact that that's your incentive alone is we've been doing very, very well this season. The fact that they've been given the other time off, that's your incentive alone. I don't think Jurgen Klopp, the lads already know the job that needs to be done. You know that they came to Anfield and beat us and knocked us out of Champions League. We've seen towards the end, the likes of Trent getting involved with Marat and stuff. They they are a wind-up team. It's mm. We've seen it over the years. None more so than Luis Suarez. Um, you know, people say it's written in the stars that this guy is going to come in now. You know, Griezmann is back. Joe Felix. All these superstars in the team. We owe them one. And the incentive is there. 
They've got this time off. This, the, 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 La Liga needs more now than ever. Their teams in the Champions League to be successful. Um, so there's there's your incentive. They have a very very good team on paper. Um, La Liga this year has been a bit of a miss for all teams. I don't think anybody's really set it alight. Um, they got out of jail against AC Milan in my opinion. And uh, yeah, go over there, get a positive result. Look, I'll, I'll take a draw now. Go over there and be three wins out of three going into Sunday. You won't come across a happier Liverpool fan than me. Let's keep the momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'm looking forward to Robbo. I'd say Robbo's going to relish this one because Robbo loves the old aggro, doesn't he? On the pitch. He loves the old... That, that and now, now they have now they have Uncle Virgil back. Mm. So they know whatever they do, yeah. he's going to be standing there. You have Virgil and you'll have Hendo there. Yeah. So we've done it against Barcelona. I know in different circumstances, but... He's just like that, not a small man in the class that you'd send over to start the fight and the big lads will be behind him. Mm. But he can well look after himself. Yeah. Um, and just want to pick up on, on Robbo. I don't know whether you've watched any of the Scotland games, playing in a bit more of an advanced role. He's been outstanding. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's time we start seeing a few Robbo assists again. Um, I'm actually going to put my neck on the line here. I think Robbo might score on Tuesday. That's a big call, isn't it? That's a that's a beat the bookie uh, Sunday special. Stick a fiver on Robbo to score on Tuesday. You get great odds on that, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah. No, just like like you said, it's it's these games against the like the the the, the world class teams, you know, yeah. thick and fast. Yeah. Um, because there's a break then after. Is there a break then after the United game before the Brighton game, or is there another game? Now we have Preston North End, then don't we in the Carabao Cup? I'm looking forward to that because we we'll have to look at Coy Garden and all that coming in. Um. But then we have air trip over to, to Brighton and all. So, yeah, three aways and then a home game to finish out October. So, really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely buzzing for uh, this week, though. This, you know, the build up tomorrow morning, the build up to Man United and Liverpool starts. Yeah, well, as soon as you wake up in the morning, you stick on Sky Sports News. That's all they will be talking about. Um, we're going to drop our Atletico preview, we'll do that tomorrow, I'd say. Um, and then myself, yourself, Mark and Darren <coughs> getting together for a Man United Liverpool preview and that bullets are going to be flying on that one, no doubt. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's an awful shame we can't sit in a pub and do that, isn't it? Yeah. It's an well, awful shame. Me and you on one side of the table, the two boys on the other. Well, that could be arranged. That could happen, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All friendships go out the window. Um, there'll be some winding up done. I Everybody be a bit cautious about what they have to say on Sunday, especially when it comes to predictions. I have a feeling now the United boys might be kind of all oh, dreading facing Liverpool, but in the back of their minds, they know if Liverpool were the top of the league with eight wins out of eight, United were bottom of the league with eight eight defeats from me, form means nothing on Sunday. And mm. if anything, if anything, regardless of Man United are doing, let's we just know that mental block. You know, we know Liverpool going to it's never. Uh, a foregone conclusion regardless of how, how good or bad Man United are playing so if I was a Man United fan I wouldn't be too uh, pessimistic about, about Sunday No I don't, I don't think they are they know they have quality there they just have to figure it out you know let's see what happens you know by the time Sunday rolls around Zidane might be manager pending on the Atalanta game but that's neither Big here, Sam you know? Big Sam might be manager Yeah no I don't know about that um, well, listen, my friend, a pleasure as always going through the shows, the Shanky Sessions. You can check out our match reactions and player ratings for the Watford game. They're up there on the network as well. Give them a like and a share. 
probably support us. We will be dropping an Atletico preview before the game, and we also be having a massive Man United Liverpool uh, preview. This is going to be a massive week for both clubs. Let's see how this all progresses. Until next time, my friend. Let's deal with this red man another week. See you later, my man.